Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Hello, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. It's the middle of the week. It is the middle of the week. Some people call it hump day. I've known a person or two who did call it that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's all downhill from here. <laughs> or be. Because they like camels. Or, or that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got your Wednesday socks on? Hey, uh, let me check here. No, I don't. Mm, but I should. Need, yeah, you should. You need to get... I need to wear them every day. Just so when people ask, I'll be like, yeah, I got them on today. got them on. I wear them every day. I, I got five every. pair, but they all say Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> you could wear your Sunday socks. Yeah. Do, yeah. You, do you even own any Sunday socks? Not yet, but, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows what the future may hold? Well, there you go. All right. Gift ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's a holiday coming up in just, what, 362 days? Don't say like you're not already counting down. We know you are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Matthew 17. Let's talk about important stuff now. Matthew chapter 17, we've seen Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, and now they're walking back down the mountain. I want to read Matthew chapter 17, verses 9 through 13. This is the English Standard Version. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. And the disciples asked him, Then why did the scribes say that first Elijah must come? He answered, Elijah does come, and he will restore all things. But I tell you that Elijah has already come, and they did not recognize him, but did to him whatever they pleased. So also the Son of Man will certainly suffer at their hands." Then the disciples understood that he was speaking to them of John the Baptist. John the Baptist, identifying that there was an Elijah to come before the Lord. We heard about John the Baptist last, I think, in Matthew chapter 14, when John yeah. was executed by Herod. Or there, we kind of have a flashback story yeah, of John being executed by Herod. Because by, by that time, chronologically in the story, Herod is concerned that Jesus is actually John the Baptist come back from the dead. They've gone up onto the mountain, they've gone to the transfiguration, they've heard Moses and Elijah talking to Jesus about his departure. No doubt they didn't understand it at all, his exodus, and they didn't understand it at all. And even now, as they're going back down the mountain, he says, I don't want you telling anybody about this. I don't want you telling anybody about this until after I have been raised from the dead. And of course, they're not understanding any of that at all. In Matthew's telling of it, though, that resurrection word is a callback to the 16th chapter. Uh, In Matthew 16, uh, verse 21, from that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Now, that's when Peter tries to correct him, and that's when Jesus rebukes him, says, you're not mindful. Yeah, and you're not mindful of the things of God. So, uh, you know, I, I agree with you. It, it seems like that there is a misunderstanding. How could this be? Resurrections are not at all <laughs> common. Right. And yet it does seem that um, he's trying to beat this drum with them to explain this is coming. This is happening. And when I am resurrected, these are the things that you need to be telling people. As we have read this this week over and over again, looking at this chapter, I've you know, I've known this story for years and just kind of read through it. And here's Mm -hmm. this. All right. So Peter asks, but wait a minute, isn't Elijah supposed to come first? And I, I immediately jumped to Malachi and I want to talk about that for a moment here in a second, but 
I'm trying to actually piece together mm-hmm. why do the apostles respond with this question? Jesus says, don't, question. don't tell anybody about this until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. And as Matthew records it, the next thing they say is, well, then why do the scribes say that first Elijah must come? They've just seen Elijah. Mm-hmm. They've seen Elijah on the mountain. I don't I don't know if this is what prompted the the question from the apostles, but from their standpoint, they remember Malachi. Right. The final prophet. Mm-hmm. For us, it's even the last prophet in the book. Yeah. It's the, it's the very the last the, the verses close of the Old Testament canon. Of the Old Testament. I think as the Jews organized their scriptures, that wasn't the last of their scripture. Yet Malachi was their last prophet, their last mm-hmm. written vocal prophet. And the last thing he said was, one of these days, I'm going to send Elijah. Mm -hmm. And what Elijah is going to do is he's going to turn the hearts of the children back to the fathers and the fathers back to the children, lest Mm -hmm. I utter a decree of destruction on the land. So maybe they're wondering, okay, Elijah just showed up. How come he didn't come down the mountain with us? Maybe Elijah's got some work to do here. Okay. Okay, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, why, why, isn't, why did Elijah and Moses stay up on the mountain? Elijah's supposed to come back. Yeah. I, what, what I had wondered is if they didn't view this idea of having seen Elijah as the fulfillment of that prophecy. Oh, so now Elijah has come. Elijah has come. Why don't you want us to tell people? Shouldn't we be telling people this? Mm-hmm. Because isn't the prophecy that once Elijah has come, there needs... Wasn't Elijah supposed to come first? I, yeah. I, I'm trying to piece it together. Some of this is speculative, and I have to admit that. I, I can't say for certain exactly why the apostles responded with this, but that's what my mind goes to. Hmm. The prophecy was Elijah would come back. Yeah. We just saw him. Why do you want us to be quiet about this since that's the whole thing? He comes and then comes the day of the Lord. Shouldn't we be exposing this? Hey, just to uh, put all the cards on the table, that is always one of the big curiosities to me whenever Jesus instructed them not to tell people. Oh, sure. I mean, now we're reading it. It's for all the world to see. It was written. But at that moment and for a season, I guess, these things were just for Jesus and his disciples, or maybe just for Jesus and this family he did a miracle for in some way, or a leper that he healed. I mean, we came to know about it, so there was a point in time when everyone needed to know all of these things. And even when they were told all of these things, they were also told, and that's not even the half of it, you know, like like John ends his gospel, that the the skies could, and the seas, you know, that can't contain all the good things that he did. But there's this... I guess, program of revelation, this program of gospel publication that... Plan, process. Yeah, plan, right? That at the moment, it wasn't for everybody, but then the time comes when, yes, this is for everybody. Go shout it from the housetops. I'm letting you see this. And Peter, of course, when he writes his letters in Second Peter, will come back to this and say, guys, we saw that. Yeah. We saw that, and because of that, we have the prophetic word made more sure. You need to listen. You need to mm-hmm. listen to this, mm-hmm. because we're telling you this is what we saw. This is what was witnessed. However, of course, that letter was written after the resurrection of Jesus. Right, after the so, resurrection. So imagine being one of these three apostles. You don't quite understand what just happened on the mountain. You feel like you should go Something tell everyone. Something miraculous did, though. <laughs> yeah, you feel like you should go tell everyone. You're asking Jesus, why shouldn't we go tell everyone? And he says, I don't want you to tell it till this event happens, and you have no idea what he's talking about with the event. Mm-hmm. I mean, to you and me, it's very obvious. Well, yeah, after he's resurrected, how could they not get it? Well, because they weren't expecting him to die and be resurrected. So we don't know what you mean by this die yeah. and raised thing. 
but I guess we're supposed to wait a while and maybe we'll know what it means later. Well, maybe one of the challenges there is because some things weren't just as plain as the nose on your face. For instance, the Elijah. Who's this Elijah at the end of Malachi? And they're thinking... Elijah is Elijah at the end of Malachi, and we just the, saw the first king's Elijah, and we just saw him. Yeah. But even as Matthew tells us, no, that's not exactly what Jesus meant. And so then Jesus says, well, here's why you need to be quiet. Essentially, here's why. Because look, Elijah actually has already come. And what you just saw is not the fulfillment of that prophecy. Mm-hmm. What you just saw is not what Malachi was referring to. In reality, Elijah has already come. Right. Jesus is now explaining the end of Malachi, and his point is is that Malachi was not prophesying the resurrection of Elijah. Mm-hmm. Malachi was not prophesying the reincarnation of of Elijah, mm-hmm. Malachi was prophesying that there was going to come a man in the spirit of Elijah, right. in the way of Elijah, in the mission of Elijah. And that man has already come. Jesus is saying, look, it's already happened. And they did to him. Now, this I think is really important. Mm-hmm. They did to him whatever they wanted. Yeah. Now, Peter, James, and John, it appears, because Matthew says they understood it this way. Oh, he's talking about John. Yeah, that's what Matthew says. He's talking about the one whom Herod killed. Now, mm-hmm. Andrew, let's go back and read that. I just I just referred it. Yeah, I want to read that 12. Malachi prophecy. Oh, the Malachi prophecy. Yeah, no, okay. I want to read the Malachi prophecy. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes and he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. Mm-hmm. So he says that this Elijah is going to come in and his, what he is going to be trying to do is bring about repentance. Right. The hearts of the fathers are going to turn to the children, the children to the fathers. There's going to be love. There's going to be reconciliation. There's going to be peace. There's going to be repentance. There's mm-hmm. going to be mm-hmm. going back to the ways of God. In fact, all good things. I just noticed this. I hadn't paid attention to this as I've been reading this week, but verse four of Malachi four, remember the law of my servant Moses, the statutes and rules that I commanded him at Horeb for all Israel. Behold, I will send Elijah. Yeah. So there's Moses and Elijah together at the end of the canon. Here's this, and, and what Elijah is going to do is bring them back. You're coming back. You're repenting. However, what does Jesus say about how they responded to the Elijah? It says they did with him whatever they wanted, or the New King James says whatever they wished. Doesn't sound like the fathers turning to the children and the children to the fathers. It sounds like there was a rejection of the Elijah. So now Malachi had said the coming Elijah is going to do this thing, or. Mm-hmm. I'm going to decree utter destruction on the land. When well, before we get to the destruction of the land, can I can yeah. I just tie us back to Matthew 17 real quick? He says, they did to him whatever they wished. Likewise, the Son of Man is also about to suffer at their hands. Mm-hmm. Look how they treated Elijah. He comes before the Lord. I'm going to suffer at their hands. And when I remember the Malachi prophecy, mm-hmm. Jesus is actually saying, let me tell you what's coming next. Mm-hmm. Destruction for the land. 
The Elijah came in to do his job, to bring about repentance, but they did not repent. And here was the consequence of not repenting. And that's exactly what ultimately happens in AD 70. Because there was not the wholesale repentance, Mm -hmm. because there was not the fathers turning to the children, the children to the fathers, because there was not, let's remember the law and what it is leading to and what it is pointing to, because they didn't follow Moses and Elijah, they didn't follow Jesus... Yeah, and, and John the, end, the Baptist, right? <laughs> in the end, destruction. And that is exactly what happened. And Jesus is pointing that out right here. The, yeah. The, the prophecy happened, and here's how they responded. So get ready. Here's what's coming next. Now, Jesus, of course, himself receives the wrath of God, and anyone who will come into Jesus gets to ex- escape right. that wrath that right. was coming, which is why Jesus prophesied. Let me tell you what's coming for you guys. And when you see the eagles gather, you better get out. Oh, I know. He cries over Jerusalem. So a very pragmatic salvation at that decree of destruction of the land for those who will follow John, who will follow Jesus. But those who didn't, they get caught up in that destruction. But then ultimately, that's the same place we are. I mean, that's it. John is a, has a great ministry of a call to repentance. Part of the gospel is a call to repentance. Repent or perish. And, and, and you know, that's where we are. Are we going to respond? Are we going to repent? Or will we perish? That's a question we all have to answer today. Yeah. Am I going to listen to Jesus? Or am I going to perish? Let's be thinking about that. Let's be praying about that today. In fact, let's go ahead and wrap up with a prayer. Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day that you've given us. Thank you for time to be together in the Word and to share Scripture on this podcast. Pray your blessings upon all who are listening, that they might be encouraged in the Scripture today. Father, that we might search our hearts, understand where we are in relation to Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for the gospel that calls us to repentance, and we pray that you would give us the courage and the time to repent. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.